Hi, my name is Carter, and I used to stay up until 11 p.m. writing, handwriting out my Valentine's Day cards for my school at in fourth grade. Oh my gosh, that's so cute! <laughs> One time in fourth grade, um, my fourth grade crush came up to me and was like, it was on Valentine's Day, and he had an apple, and he was like, look, it's your favorite color. Hi, I'm Grace. <laughs> Well, I'm sure I'm glad that we're talking about uh, Valentine's Day while it's still February. This, yeah, it's March tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, this podcast did get a little away from us, didn't it? That's college. It's college. Just know to our audience that we did record this on Valentine's Day, so we did have good intentions. Yeah. We recorded this the week before Valentine's Day, no, didn't we? Right? Yes. Yeah, we did. Yes, yeah, so this is really three, three weeks in the making. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, and that's okay, because this is a really good, this is a really good episode. Really, really motivating. Yeah, we have Sue Kissinger, and we talk about um, just her journey. And really, I think it, it worked out really well for her. Um, so she is a career development coordinator at the Academic Career Advising Center. Actually, her last week, I think was last week. So uh, Sue, you're listening hopefully. And thank you for that, um, for your 30 year career here at UW Students Point. Um, so she shares her inspiring journey. Um, she got her bachelor's degree in forestry and master's in natural resources with an emphasis in forestry from UWSP. So she knows a lot about our school. Uh, we also talked about how she transferred here from Ripon. But yeah, you'll have to listen more about that. Good episode. There's a lot Good of information episode. that is packed in here. And like Grace said, she's just super inspiring. So I hope that you get a lot out of this episode. Absolutely. Hi, I'm Sue Kissinger. I'm currently a career development coordinator over in the Academic and Career Advising Center. I'm wrapping up my 30-year career here at UW-Stevens Point at the end of this month. Um, I'm an alumni of this fine institution. I graduated with my bachelor's degree in forestry back in 1985 and then completed um, later in 2000 a, a master's degree in natural resources with uh, emphasis in forestry and GIS. Um, I was hired into the College of Natural Resources in 1992 as the coordinator of advising, recruitment, and alumni relations. And it was a wonderful job. It was something I was so excited to be back on campus. And I worked in that job or a form of that job for 22 years before moving over to the career side of the house, working with natural resources and STEM students. Um, when I was in the College of Natural Resources, we developed the current day um, Student Success Center that you live with today and work in today. So I am um, excited about that, that part of my life and, um, and loved my 30 year career at UW Stevens Point. So what led you to your career choice? Like you were in forestry, like, could you tell us more about that? Sure. So I transferred to UWSP as a sophomore um, for Ribbon College, and um, I did that because I found out I really I loved biology, and I knew I wanted to study biology when I went to college, 
but I really fell in love with plants, specifically trees in my botany class at Ripon and realized I couldn't afford private education and all the things that went along with that. So I heard about this program at Stevens Point and that it was the best undergraduate forestry program in the country. And I thought, well, I've been to Stevens Point, I should go there. So I transferred really late in the summer and um, ended up in my sophomore year taking, we had five introductory CNR classes at the time. I took all five intro courses and a year of chemistry and probably some, I think took calculus, I mean, all this stuff. And I got caught up and I went on the European environmental uh, seminar that summer for my summer field experience. And I'm so glad I did because not only was it an amazing experience and I met some wonderful people, I also met my husband and um, Don and I met that summer and uh, this summer we'll be celebrating our 38th wedding anniversary. We've been together for will be 40 years. This, yeah, 19, yeah, 1982 we met. So this summer we'll have been together for 40 years. And um, Don just retired from a, 29 year career with the Wisconsin DNR forestry program. So I'll be joining him, as I said, soon. And um, while I was going to school, um, I got hired in to be a peer advisor in the peer advising program that started a couple years before, like in the early, early 80s, it got started by Christine Thomas, our former dean. She started that program. And I was hired as one of the peer advisors and actually the coordinator of the peer advising center at that time. And so I worked there for a few years and um, really enjoyed the work that I did helping students. And while I loved forestry and I loved all the knowledge, the, I, I, part of my forest recreation class, I had to take oral interpretation and interpretive methods. And I really liked the interp side of things and the people side and educating people. And I thought, hmm, Maybe this, wow, but it's too late, you know, I, I got married and then we still I got married while going to college, Don and I did. And so we had another year of college left and I thought I can't change majors now. And I really like this people thing. And I used to um, help Chris Thomas with prospective student appointments and, you know, helping in the office and doing whatever the dean needed help with. And I thought, yeah, I really like this. So we graduated and we left and went to Minneapolis worked over in the Twin Cities. Don had a job in urban forestry and I took a couple of part-time jobs trying to figure out what the cities were like. I didn't have any connections there and we finally met our people and created our network which I keep talking to students about doing and um, got some really good jobs and experiences over there. I worked more in the recreation outdoor ed and recreation field and Don worked in the urban forestry side and we kept our eyes back to Wisconsin though. And we kept in touch with people on campus, our advisors, and like I said, Christine Thomas, and we kept in touch with people and and jobs, a job came open. And uh, it, I eventually got the job here on campus and it was because of these networks and people we kept in touch with. And um, it was the best thing that ever happened. And we resettled here and I grew up in Marinette. So we were closer to my family up north of Green Bay and Don was from Eau Claire. And so we were right in between our families. Um, we had our two children. Um, they were born in the Twin Cities, but they were raised here by their grandparents and, and near, near our families. And uh, everything just turned out to be just a real blessing. Um, to be back here so but yeah what I found is I love college-age students and I love helping them on their journeys whether it's through the advising side of the house which was the initial piece or now this career side and and it just feels like that's that that's was my place and I love trees I still do and I was really blessed to lead you know 
20 international trips through the College of Natural Resources and through the Adventure Tours program and things like that, all environmental focused. So I still have that love. And I think I found I love people um, a little bit more than trees. <laughs> oh, awesome. That's so, that's so fulfilling, like to hear that must be that must have been so great to like hear the that opportunity going back to a point. Mm-hmm. But I didn't get my job. I've told this story many times. I didn't get it the first time I applied for it. It was between me and another person and they chose the other person. And um, I tell this to students, if, if, you, if, the, if the job you really want doesn't come your way, you know, don't give up, keep in touch keep that network going. Um, it ended up being that when the person they hired left four years later, I was in a better place to move back to central Wisconsin. Don got a job. Everything fell in place. It was actually a much better thing that I didn't get the job the first time. And I was contacted and they said, you know, Sue, that job's open again. You should apply again. And I did, and I got it. So, you know, it's, um, things happen for a reason and, uh, don't give up if you don't get that job the first time. Remember, there is a small world out there as far as in, in the environmental field. And if you're in forestry, if you're in wildlife or in fisheries, keep your network working for you and connect, make connections and and make sure you when people think of you, make sure they think you in a positive think of you in a positive light. Um, you know, back in our day, we didn't have the Internet. We didn't have you know, LinkedIn or, or anything like that. So we kept in touch through personal contacts. So personal contacts are still important, but make sure you develop your network in other ways too. But you can do that in so many ways by things like att- continuing to attend conferences through, through your professional organizations and again, connecting on LinkedIn. And just again, popping by campus, coming to alumni events, stopping by the CNR building. You know, there's there's things that you can do to, to keep in touch so that when a job comes across through an email or somebody, somebody will say, Hey, you know, Grace will be perfect for that. Or, wow, I wonder if Carter knows about this. And I'm forwarding jobs off to students. I think about all the time. So keep your networks, keep your networks uh, connected and, and make sure they think positively of you as you leave UWSP. Going back in time a little bit, what drew you to Stephen's point initially? I know you said it was a little bit closer um, and affordable, but you could have gone to, technically you could have gone to a lot of different places, mm-hmm. but like what stood out to you about Stevens Point that made you want to come here? Okay. It, um, it was a forestry program. It totally was the forestry program. And um, as I said, this faculty member I had at Ripon College, and I, and I went to Ripon College for totally the wrong reason. They gave me a lot of money to go there. You know, private schools can do that. I got a sweatshirt. I think they paid for a meal. You know, <laughs> you come to a state school and you get maybe a pen and a folder, right? We can't afford to recruit students the way private colleges do. And I played volleyball and basketball for them. And, um, you know, it it was a real 17 year old decision to go there. And so I did. And um, then I realized, wow, this is really expensive. And it's a pretty generic major. And I really want forestry. And I had learned about at Ripon, I did learn about a program that was a three plus two between Ripon and Duke University to get a master's in forestry. And I thought, that's a lot of private education. So I started looking around a little and I'm like, I had been to the Stevens Point campus for, I think it was like a basketball camp in high school or something. And I kind of didn't like it. 
And I, the reason I didn't like it, this is, this, I don't know if I've ever told anybody this. I didn't like it because they had boys, boys basketball camps and they had girls basketball camps at the same time going on. And um, we got the crappy gym and, and, you know, we, the boys got the, the quant gym, we got the Berg gym and we, we didn't have the nice dorm and, and the pool was really bad then they've since closed that pool and you know, I think it's a dance floor, dance room or something now. I mean, and the facilities weren't that, it wasn't real impressive as far as like the campuses now. They've made so many great improvements to the campus and it's a beaut- you know, just landscaping and, and new buildings and the new pool and, and fac- the Mac and everything. None of that was here. And so it wasn't a real impressive campus. So Stevens Point, you know, as a, in, a high, in high school was not on the top of my list, but I made a decision based on this is where I got to go if I want to study forestry. And I think that was the best decision I ever made is I made it based on academics. And I really loved the community once I got here and, and found my, my people and, you know, still keep in touch with my, my old roommate and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good decision to make, but it was made for the right reason. It wasn't made like, wow, they, they, they gave me all these scholarships and I'm going to go play basketball. And it's like, no, you know, be a student. Don't be an athlete, be a student. And so I, I went for the right reason. So it was a good thing. And going to that, getting caught up right away, it was hard. That first year was hard, but getting caught up and then going to summer field experience right away. So I could kind of verify forestry was what I wanted, you know, and you go to the black forest and of course forestry is what you want. (laughs) Then it was beautiful over there. And uh, so doing that and uh, getting right on track really helped me a lot. So, and I have to say, I was, doubly blessed after that because I I got to be a co-leader in the uh, European seminar in 2007 and 2012. So to go back there 20 years later and see the changes and things, 30 years later, I guess, and see the changes um, was really cool. It was, it was wonderful to be back there and to go and stay at the castle and, and, and go to Poland. And, and yeah, it was, it was really cool. So I'm glad I did, had that opportunity too. Yeah, I give a lot of credit to transfer students who come here. Like it, working with them in the SOC, it I can tell like their anxiety of like catching up. But I think your story just proves that really anybody like you have enough time for experiences. Like everyone has enough time um, to so, use these resources. Yeah. So when I was in my job over in the CNR, two. St- groups of students I love I mean I, I loved the first year students they were just like deer in the headlights right they were just so sweet but I, I loved transfer students were kind of a passion of mine um, and I I really worked hard I did a lot of we called it like fast forward advising or pay it forward advising work where I spent a lot of time working at the transfer institutions or working with the students even before they step foot on campus. And I know that's being continued too, because if the students know what they're going to get coming in the door, as far as how their credits will transfer, what they should take in advance, it's going to be smoother. They're going to be happier. Um, College is expensive, you know, so going up and working with the students from Vermilion and Itasca and, and from Central Lakes College and from some of the schools in Illinois. And I mean, it, it, it just, I loved working with that and then seeing them come to campus and seeing them flourish was really, really valuable. And then I really love seeing, you know, and 
you do this in the SSC now too, is working with those students who aren't quite ready to be admitted academically, they're struggling a bit, and, and helping them put the pieces together and figuring out what they need and seeing them all of a sudden hit the ground and flourish. You know, they get through calculus, they get through botany and zoology and chemistry, and, 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 and then all of a sudden they're hitting their stride because they're in their major courses and they're loving it and they're getting involved. And, and, and to see those students really succeed that was some of the best stuff ever, right? Because you got to know them really well because you met with them a lot when they were struggling. And then and then to see them grow and flourish was, was you know, they were going to be a good professional in their field. You just knew they had to get over these hurdles. And to see that was really great. If you could go back in time, like with your undergrad experience or any any experience, like, would you change anything? I know we talked about like perfect timing of everything, mm -hmm. um, anything that Sue Kissinger would change. <laughs> you know, there is. Um, I love, like today, as I said, I had four, three class presentations and now I'm gonna go pre present to the Herb Society, right? I love getting up in front of a class and teaching and, and talking and, and, and I, I guess I really wish I would have, um, continued down and gotten my PhD and actually taught more um, than I have the opportunity to do now. Um, would I have changed being a mom and raising my two kids though? No. So that's the only thing I guess is maybe, but nah. <laughs> It nah. all sounds like it worked out. Yeah, it's all good. That's, yeah. I, I get if I get myself up in front of a class once in a while and talk and try yeah. to get get fire kids up, like get excited about it. Mm -hmm. I guess that's good enough for me. That's good. <laughs> but that was one thing that always kind of hung back there, like you know, I could hear me. Nah, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, I was happy that I was able to be there for my kids throughout their lives, and um, you know, our I. I talk sometimes about this in some of the classes our, our son graduated from the CNR in 2011 and um, our daughter then graduated from UW Eau Claire in 2014 2014 and so they're both doing so well Ben you know Ben's a fisheries biologist up in northern Alberta and is married and has a new little baby right now so we're pretty excited about that and he's he's doing awesome I mean you know he one thing he says that is that he, um, when he got into his graduate program, first the master's and then PhD, the other grad students in Canada that he was at the University of Manitoba were so blown away with the vast amount of field skills and knowledge that Ben had, and he could help them with their projects. He actually got got paid to do a lot of work in this in summers and in field seasons and stuff with other graduate students because they had no idea how to do a lot of the stuff that he learned at Treehaven and that he learned through his internships. So he said that the CNR prepared him really well for his field work and his graduate work. Um, and he's a PhD now and working, doing stuff, some really cool stuff way the heck up in Northern Alberta. He's too far away though, but that's just me as a mom. Um, you know, and my daughter, she's doing really well. So teaching, she's a special education teacher and had a great three-year-old grandson that I am excited to, really excited to spend more time with. Again, I just keep saying I'm blessed and I am, I feel it. There were, so we usually ask this for people who are, I, I know that you are really involved uh, with like students and things like that. 
what are ways that, um, or like, how do you recommend that students get involved and what are ways for them to get involved to accelerate their career choices and mm-hmm. get the jobs that they want, especially with, uh, like you deal with all sorts of majors and all different fields yep. and things like that. You know, uh, that's a really good question, Carter. And I typically don't have to have these discussions with CNR majors. <laughs> it's some, no. of the, some of the other majors I work with. Um, a lot of them, don't get the encouragement from day one, like you do. Um, They go to class and go home and think they'll get this piece of paper saying they have a bachelor's degree and it's going to be good. And it's not. And so it's really important that students, yes, go to class and do well and all that sort of things, because that's their job. They're, you know, I, I just actually did this talk today in Forestry 120, kind of, and it, I call it a gap analysis. And you have to kind of look at what your goals are. And, it, and for every student, it's going to be different. And for every stage, you know, again, maybe it's a younger student and their goal is to get this, this internship. You know, maybe it's not to get this permanent job or to get into grad school. I mean, those are coming. So you look at different goals in your life, short-term and long-term goals. And for Don and I, it was to build that dream house up on this lake. That's that's been almost 40 years in the making, right? Finally got it done. Um, but so you you think about these goals and then you think about what you need to do to attain them. What have I got? What skills have I got? What have I what boxes have I checked? And what's still waiting out there for me to attain that goal? And then you think about the steps in, that you take in place in the middle here that you have to do to get them. So is it student org involvement? And I always say it's not just go into the meetings, but it's getting involved and signing up and getting involved in the projects and getting involved in the leadership of these organizations and picking one or two, not breadth of involvement, but depth of involvement. I think that's really crucial and important. So getting getting involved in things that are going to help you professionally. I think other high impact practices are things like undergraduate research. I can't stress that enough. If you want, if grad school is even remotely in your future and you're not involved in undergraduate research on this campus, because there's a lot of opportunities, that's a problem. And so you can do that even through a student org. You can do it through your internship. You can do it through volunteering with a faculty or something. Just processing the data that you collect or the, the information that you collect and presenting it in a poster format and things that just proves to a graduate program that you can do those sort of things. I think I mentioned the word volunteering a minute ago, any type of volunteering, again, whether it's with a faculty member, whether it's in the community, volunteering looks really, really good on a resume. Um, and so showing that that is a a skill and a trait that you have, I think is crucial and important too. Um, On-campus employment, um, even if it's not directly related to natural resources, I think on-campus employment shows time management, it shows work ethic um, and leadership and things. If you get promoted up through that, I think there's importance there. Um, Although there are opportunities for on-campus employment that are related to our career fields. Um, And, and, Definitely in your summers, winter breaks, spring breaks, um, getting varied experiences, paid, unpaid, volunteer, all sorts of stuff, getting varied. That's, I think, the big thing because you want your network to be broad. And so if you just go back to the same place every year, you've got this little bit of network. I want a broad network, a really intense network that can recommend you for jobs or, or um, connect you to other people. And I want your skill set to be broad and varied. And it won't be if you go do the same thing every summer. So 
I, I think those are just some really key things students need to do, no matter what your major is. And because I, 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 I want students to not just get a job when they when they graduate, I want them to have a successful career. And you've heard me talking about my career and how happy I am and how I love coming to work and how I'm very pleased with my, what I did and I'm very feel blessed with my job and, and my, the work that I've done. I want that for all my students, right? All the students that I work with. And so you have to be able to do these things and feel passionate about it. I want you to wake up and be excited, not like, oh, I just want to go back to sleep. You know, I, I want you to be able to get up and do your job and have have fun and enjoy the work that you're doing. So you need to not only know how to get your first job, but how to get promotions and navigate and apply for other jobs with different agencies and organizations. So we're trying to provide you our, our my the career team is trying to provide students with all the tools they need to do that so they can navigate this journey called your career and it's not easy you know but we we can help you and there's tons of resources on our website and workshops that we put on and and even just making sure you go to the cnr career fair and and even if you're not looking for a job right now talk to professionals networking and talking to people is hard it, it's challenging and so if you can anytime take opportunities to go shake some hands or if we're doing that now, I don't know. Um, and uh, just talk to people who are professionals and practice so that when it does count, you're not as scared. It's more, more comfortable for you to do that. And I, I think we just think, oh, I don't need a job, so I'm not going to go. And that's half, that's only half the reason why you should attend a career fair. So, or, a, or a conference or a networking event or, yeah, go up and shake hands with the speaker at the end of a presentation and thank them and talk for a minute. All that is practicing for when it really counts for the big interview, right? So yeah, you gotta, you gotta realize that all those things count. Networking. Yes, and it's not easy and it's awkward and it's nobody likes it, but right. you, you gotta do it, right? Yeah, you gotta do totally. it. How do you encourage CNR students to share the love with each other and the outdoors? Or like, what do you love about the outdoors? We're trying to get in the love theme, you know? Sure. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's hard. I mean, you didn't, yeah. you didn't just meet your husband by just going, just sitting on a trip, you know, like. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah hard there is love in the CNR. There's a lot yeah. of couples in the CNR. And yes, I think that, is. I think part of that though, is because of shared values right? We have this shared love and passion for the natural world and the environment. And so I think there are relationships, a lot of them that come from Tree Haven and from, um, from Europe or Costa Rica and just from classes and labs and things like that. So yeah, it does work. It does. I know a lot of, a lot of, I, you know, all the students that used to work with me in the Student Success Center, there's quite a few couples in there too. But I think as far as sharing the love, it's just share your message and live your message as far as sustainability things and and your passion for the environment whatever field it is just live it and um, be a role model and share that message to other people and i think that can really share that love that's what i'm hoping to do when i you know after i get settled i'm, I'm trying to figure out where i want to volunteer and spend my time up there i mean i can't just go fishing every day right can i earn kayaking and swimming and stuff well, well you know i need a little bit more than that in my life um so what, what can I do with my time? And I think a lot of it is we'll focus on something with the environment. So, 
you know, spending some free time volunteering, spending some free time sharing your message and your passion um, for the world and the environment. We we need they need our voice out there. They really do. And so um, that's how I'd share the love. Sweet. Yeah, that's awesome. That's perfect. Love that. (laughs) (laughs) I love hearing these stories and getting to hear your perspective um, and everything that goes into it and what makes the CNR the CNR. We have such a unique community and I'm just so glad that we get to share it with other people. Yeah, I, I miss I mean, I'm so blessed to work with the students still from the CNR and faculty. I go teach in their classes. And so I've kept connected, but I missed the day leaving over there was a, was a big decision. And I missed the daily interactions with the students and the faculty and staff of the CNR because they're just the best on this campus. They just are. And, um, but I'm glad I can still work with them and help them. I just needed a, I personally needed a change at that point in my life. And so um, it was a tough decision to leave, but it, it was what I needed. And um, so it's so good when I work and connect with students from the CNR still and stay connected over there the best I can. But yeah, it's home. It, it, it as I always think when we're Don and I can still picture where Don and I used to sit in TNR 170 in class together and think about where we used to hang out on third floor in the SAF fire crew room and, you know, just good good memories lots and lots of good memories and um i'm i'm glad uwsp has been my home really for when you think about it with time in school 35 40 years and it's 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 been a good place to be (laughs) really good place to be so i'm a pointer but i'm a cnr alum i think on top of that more than anything there's something different about it, isn't there? There's yeah. something about the CNR that's just different. It's it's a it's a really close knit, wonderful family. Yeah, mm-hmm. something better. <laughs> I think I can um, speak for a lot of people on this, but we're grateful for you for oh. coming back here, being here, and helping CNR students. And you've mentioned. Um, previously about just like if you wished you would teach more and like bring passion but you you do you bring that in a lot of presentations like you're gonna do now and we really appreciate you and um, love all the work that you put into and and love the passion that you bring that's awesome because it's so genuine I just believe in this place and I believe in the CNR I truly truly do so it comes from my heart yeah (laughs) It's all good. Time for my next adventure, right? Mm-hmm.